and then I promise you I'll only be about 10 minutes. I, I, and I really do promise you that. So Anne, keep me. Oh, you haven't got your watch. I've got your watch. Ah, so you can't leave it. Somebody keep me. Literally, I feel there's a scripture that God's put on my mind, on my heart for you guys. And I just want to bring it to you and just apply it here, literally, just for 10 minutes. It's important that as we come like this, we base all that we do on the word of God. We haven't got time to put this in its context, but Isaiah, we've already heard from Isaiah today. Sally read from Isaiah, but I want to read from Isaiah 62, and there's just a few words I want to highlight to you that I feel are really important for King's Church at this time. And this is Isaiah 62. And by the way, Isaiah is writing at a time of exile and hopelessness. We kind of feel at the moment we're been in exile, haven't we? We kind of feel we've been pushed down. We kind of feel we've been boxed in. We kind of feel it's been a bit hopeless. And yet God gives hope. And God is prophesying hope to you this morning. This is what it says in Isaiah 62. Just the first five verses. And it says this. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I'll not keep quiet or remain quiet. Till her righteousness shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a blazing torch. Nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. And you'll be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will bestow. And you'll be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hands, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will your land be called deserted or you be called deserted or your name desolate. You'll be called Hepzibah, which means my delight is in her, and Beulah, which means married. For the Lord will take great delight in you and your land will be married. And what I feel God says so very simply out of these scriptures is this to you. Number one, he wants to underline the importance of Zion and Jerusalem. Now, we haven't got time to look at it scripturally, but Zion and Jerusalem are always a picture of the church. It's where God dwells. It's God's place of habitation. It's God's place of dwelling. It's where the temple is. And the Bible says, we're the new Jerusalem. We're the new temple. And God wants to underline to you here today, and so many people don't value the church they value what the church does, but they don't always value the church. And I believe God wants to underline for you today here how important the church is. It is his beautiful bride. His delight is in her and his delight is in you. You are the beautiful bride of Christ. And God is going to cause you as King's Church to shine out more and more as a royal diadem, to shine out more and more as the beautiful church of the living God. We've kind of lost passion for the church, I think. And God is wanting to underline as this new team steps into play, God says this church is important. This community is important. The love, the care, the fellowship, the one anothering that's done in this community that we've not been able to do on Zoom so well is going to be reset and restored because the church is the beautiful bride of Christ. And he loves the church and he loves this church. And he'd highlight to you, you are the church, the bride. And it's interesting how that passage lands, because it's all about a bride. It's all about passion and love. You see, 
in the end, all that we do for God is not cold, dry obedience. Jesus didn't say, like, if you love me, <laughs> if you love me, keep my commandments. I, mean, I don't think that was the tone of it. I think it was this. If you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. Paul says it's the love of Christ that compels us. And this passage is all about the people of God, knowing the heart of God, knowing the love of God and being transformed and propelled in the future, propelled into obedience, propelled into shining out like splendor, propelled into making a difference in community and in life. What by? The love of God. And I really believe, I felt God woke me up one morning, this morning, and really early, and I was praying for you in Darlington. And I felt he said this to me, tell them not to lose their first love. Friends, don't lose your first love. Don't lose love the bride has for the bridegroom. Don't just become an organization. Become a red hot, passion-filled, loving community that is in love with God and therefore will do anything God says because you love him. If you love me, keep my commandments. That's the church. And it goes on to say in this passage, I'm not even going to look at my notes, you'd be pleased to know. It says in this passage, all kings will hear of your glory and will come and see. And I believe God wants to underline this word to you, kingdom. And I believe God really wants to applaud you and commend you as a community. That because you are a city set on a hill, because you are the beautiful bride of Christ, you have shone your light out to others. Real love is never exclusive. Real love is always inclusive. It includes others in its love. And I believe God is motivating you more and more by the love of Christ to shine out in your community. And I believe all Darlington and all of North Yorkshire and all of County Durham and all of the North East, even Teesside, is going to hear of the love of God because of your shining out. And I believe what's happened in your food bank is just remarkable, but it's just an appetizer. It's just a first course. It's just a little taste of what God wants to do. God wants to shine his light of the kingdom, of the rule of God, of the reign of God, of the authority of God into dark places in Darlington. And he wants you guys to shine. Let your light shine. Rise up and shine this wonderful love. The church isn't just an inward community who just loves one another in the corner. No, we're a loving community that shines that love out to the world. Third and last word. Church, kingdom, and it says there, nations will hear of you. And I believe God wants to underline that word to you, nations. Just wave at me if you weren't either born, no, you can wave at me, I mean, don't say wave at me anyway, I mean, it's lovely that somebody did wave at me, but why, <laughs> you're such an obedient people, I hadn't finished the sentence and somebody's waving it. Wave at me if you were not born in the United Kingdom or you maybe wouldn't take your heritage first, as, first of all as British. Just wave at me. Right, wave at me. Look at this, wave at me. Isn't this brilliant? Already the nations are here. Praise God, we love the nations. 
And I believe God would say to you, Darlington, King's Church, I've called you not just to be an influence in the city, in the town, in the borough, in the county, but I've called you to display my glory to the nations. And that means nations will come to you, but it also means you will go to the nations. And Mike, I felt particularly... God, I mean, it's ever so interesting that Gav brought that thing about flight and a pigeon. <laughs> Perhaps not the most noble bird. <laughs> but I, I, I feel flight for you. And I feel... I, I drew a little picture in my notes of a, of a rocket launcher... And, you know, I've been watching some of these moon landing things they've been doing over the telly the last couple of years, celebrating the going to the moon. And I feel what Phil and Sally have done, they've built, and you guys as a team, have built a beautiful rocket launcher. You've brought a wonderful gantry. You've brought this amazing rocket. And we're in danger of looking at it and going, oh, wow, isn't the rocket wonderful? Oh, wow, isn't the gantry lovely? Isn't this amazing? We could have a little museum here. We could could sell tickets. People could come and gaze. How wonderful it is. The rocket's made for flying. The rocket's made to go, and it's to go to the moon. And I feel God would say, you guys have been equipped by Phil and Sally and this team not to be static, but to go to the nations. Another picture I felt God give me as I was studying was a picture of the caterpillar. You know, the humble caterpillar. You see them all over the place, don't you? little grub. And that's what we can feel like sometimes. And this year has felt like not just being a caterpillar, it's felt like we've been cocooned, doesn't it? Felt like we've been boxed in. It felt like we've been shut in. It feels like we've been literally cocooned. But I prophesy this, what God has been doing in you as King's Church Darlington in this last year is changing you, shaping you, rearranging you inside so that you emerge from lockdown different. And just as this building kind of looks different from the last time I was in here, it's, it's got colour, it's got carpet, it's different, it's welcoming, it's comfortable. There's a, there's a sense in which something has changed in the building. God says, I've done that in your hearts as well, and it's for flight. It's to become a butterfly. And the butterfly has exactly the same DNA as the caterpillar, it just doesn't look like the caterpillar. And the caterpillar is earthbound, the butterfly sky's the limit. I felt what Gavin brought about that you flight and movement. And I believe more and more this church is going to resource, send and receive from the nations. And I think that's the change from Phil and Sally's wonderful preparation and Mike and Jenny's stepping into something. It's going to continue. The DNA continues. But what was earthbound is going to be heaven bound. What was static is going to have movement. What felt a little bit cocoon-like is going to bring beautiful beauty and flight and movement. So that's what I felt God say to me for King's Church at this time. Love the church because Jesus loves the bride. Jesus loves you. He loves the church. Be a kingdom people who keep shining out the good news, the good works, the good love, the good mercy of God in your community. But remember, God's heart is for the nations. And God wants you to be a receiver of nations and a sender to the nations. And I prophesy a shift and a change in you over these next few years that you'll send more and more and that you'll receive more and more. 
And as you do that, you will grow in your maturity and your influence. And you'll look and you'll go, do you know what? We're not grub-like anymore. We're not a little caterpillar anymore. We're this beautiful butterfly. We've changed into something that has flight and movement and momentum and goes to the ends of the earth. Jesus said, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. So therefore, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for King's Church. I thank you that they are a church. They are the bride of Christ. They are loved by God. You passionately love them. You're for them. I thank you, Lord, that their good works, their kingdom endeavors are shining out and making a difference in Darlington and the region. But I want to pray, Lord. I want to pray for what Gavin brought about this pigeon and flight and movement. I want to pray about this butterfly. I want to pray, Lord, that you turn us inside out, that we would be rearranged and reshaped, that we come out of lockdown, not saying we want to go back, but we want to go forward. We want to be a different people. We want to go to the ends of the earth. And we want the ends of the earth to come to us. And we want to go to the ends of the earth. And we say that in the name of Jesus. Amen.